live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, as I fight the mosquitoes since somebody left the window open in the cabin. Yay. Got a good show today. Lovely Maria is going to join us as we talk non-sexual terms for having sex. Also, we've got a great guest, Charlie Reagans. He's an illustrator for The Simpsons, and he's from right here in Fairbanks. We'll talk to him. Yes or BS with Mayor Jim Matherly. Dr. D answers ridiculous pet questions. It's all good on this week's podcast, live from Crapper Creek. From the farthest North Rock station in the world... It's the Crapper Creek Podcast. All right, not real happy this week. Uh, I've got to go into the dentist. i got a phobia about it. Not a big fan of the dentist. Don't get me wrong. But no, i got a great dentist. And here's the thing, kind of envious, because they always have these hot, beautiful women that work there. And i got to sit there in a chair with my mouth all geeked open. Look at my horrible teeth. Man, I look like I'm from the Appalachians. It's horrible. I guess so. I got to get this fixed, and I'm not happy about it. But every time you go in there, man, they got all these photos of them doing cool stuff, I think. I think I'm going to quit this and become a dentist. Before I do, though, there are certain questions you must ask yourself before becoming a dentist. For instance, seriously, am I just doing this for access to nitrous oxide? As tempting as it may be, can I remember not to wear the lead x-ray apron for a fashionable night out on the town? Is it bad that the only cavity-filling experience I have involves hookers in Vegas? And really, does whitening and straightening teeth kind of make me a racist homophobe? Will I get discreet cash deliveries from the candy industry? Am I up to date on my subscription of Highlights magazines? How low do my grades have to be to miss out on getting into med school? Can I remember to add a stern finger wag whenever I say floss more? Am I more of an easy listening dentist or a smooth jazz dentist? Should I first get work done on my own meth mouth? Will I remember to use protection before I start drilling? No, sorry, that's a question to ask yourself before becoming a porn star. Our next guest, this is our segment uh, we like to call Alaskans Doing Good. People that actually escaped to the real world and did something about it, did something with their life. And this time, good friend of mine, good friend of the show, and a good friend of Fairbanks, a local man born here, uh, we won't say when, because he's, uh, he's, he's there with me, but uh, born here in Fairbanks and went on to do great things. And uh, of course, uh, an illustrator and designer for The Simpsons and Family Guy. Charles Reagans is with us. Uh, Chuck, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right in these crazy times. Yeah, in these. I, in there. Man, I tell you what. I, now, can we get it straight? Is it crazy times? Is it uncertain times? Is it challenging times? Is it trying times? I think we all got to get on the same page because I'm tired of it it's, all. It's a, it's, it's a combination of, of both. It's, it's, right. Yeah, it's it is. It's just nuts. You all know, I, you, all you I know crazy, is. crazy and crazy is all. You know, that means so many different things. And every TV commercial has to start out with that line and then one single piano note through the ad. That's pretty much that's that's pretty much the whole thing now with some somebody on Zoom, you know, and then Mm -hmm. somebody with a mask, a healthcare worker doing something good. But neither here nor there. Right. Um, Of course, we are here. I got to ask you, of course, now you still writing for The Simpsons. 
and still well, working. Well, not writing. Well, I mean, excuse me, not writing, designing. but illustrating. You're, you're yeah. the designer, mm-hmm. illustrator for The Simpsons, have been for many well, uh, years, yeah. won awards mm-hmm. for it, and you were telling me that, yeah, you guys, this is one of those shows that'll still be able to roll on just fine. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, within two weeks or so, we were pretty much, uh, you know, well-oiled machine on during uh, the COVID quarantine, and we're still doing it. Right. And uh, we've shipped our shows on time, and, you know, and it's been a pretty successful transition, I would say. Now, the, of course, the Simpsons have uh, pretty much predicted uh, every major event ever. And, uh, you know, there's so <laughs> many that keep coming back. It's, it's interesting. Do you guys giggle behind the scenes when you see some of that? Uh, it's crazy. Some of them are fake, but, you know, some of them are real. Like, oh, yeah. You know, the one about uh, Trump, Trump, you know, becoming the president. I actually designed that scene. Oh, you did. You did that. Ago. You yeah. did the scene. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So now with that said, I want to ask you a couple quick questions. Rapid sure. fire. When did you first start drawing? I mean, obviously very young. When did you find out you really had an eye for this? Um, you know, early elementary school, I think my, my uh, teachers were taking notice. My second grade teacher like had a whole scrapbook of like, drawings that I'd done thinking that someday I would be famous or someday. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And you know what? Her name was Mrs. Morgan, Jean Morgan. And, um, it turns out that her daughter became an artist and is now in animation in LA and is also won two Emmy. Oh man. So she probably threw your book out and keeps her daughters. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, again, how about growing up by uh, your inspirations, obviously your teacher, but were there other inspirations around Fairbanks that you drew from that, uh, pardon the pun, uh, right. to, for your creativity? Well, you know, my mom and dad had all this great Alaskan art on the walls, like Fred Mockathon. Right, sure. Byron Birdsall and all, all Lots these of scrimshaw guys. things and everything or paintings. Yeah, all of that, that really, you know, just seeing that on the wall, you know, was like my inspiration. and then. You know, just, I don't know if it was like necessarily just growing up in Fairbanks, but I was just drawn to the visual, you know, I was drawn to, um, you know, just interesting. And it wasn't specific to just drawing, it was just art in general. All right. And so moving on to the Simpsons, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, is there uh, any homages? Certainly you must have putting some homages to Fairbanks. In an episode, oh, in a background yeah. somewhere. Tell yeah, us yeah, some, yeah. what have you added to The Simpsons over the years that we could see? Okay, well, uh, Howling Dog Saloon. I put it in an episode called uh, Papa Wheelie. Really? Um, at least it wasn't called, I mean, not the episode wasn't called Papa Wheelie's. The, the establishment, the liquor establishment, the bar was called Papa Wheelie's. Um, and it kind of looks like the Howling Dog Saloon inside and out. I had a couple of things in there. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah. And then another thing was um, a sh- uh, uh, another episode called uh, Little Big Mom. The ski resort is somewhat based on Alyeska. And um, then the character designer, who's a good friend of mine, drew me as the chairlift operator. <laughs> so I'm a character <laughs> in the show. That's on my bucket list to be a character on The Simpsons, by the way. That's on it my bucket happen. list. All right. All right. Tell me what I have to do. I will do. I'll, I'll send, tell him I'll send him a bunch of salmon. If he puts me in <laughs> and writes me in any weird, you put me playing with a Frisbee on a skateboard, some dude right. on, on the radio. I don't care, but I, I will give a him. A lot of people, a lot of people end up in the crowds and we'll have to tell them where they are. 
Other I don't care. That's fine. Bit, Done. Yeah. I, sure. I'm sure it's right. not going to be a speaking role. I don't, but we just could, me. we could never we could never have as you know you can never have enough characters on this. No, there's thousands. Um, all right, before we get let you go, a couple of questions. Uh, you're down there, and I know right now you're probably missing home a bit. But what is the the things you miss most about uh, your time being raised here in Alaska now that you've lived most of your life down in Los Angeles? Uh, I miss the seasons a little bit. You know, I miss. All the 12 of them, deal. right? Because we have 12 yeah. here. Yeah. Right. I don't miss the cold and darkness so much. I have a cabin here um, that's two, uh, two hours out of L.A. that I can kind of get the snow when I want it in the wintertime. But, you know, I, I definitely miss, like, that kind of hometown, small-town feel that you don't get so much in L.A., obviously. And, uh, you know, just, just you know, the history and and you know, being born in this, this great place to grow up, you know, it just was. In a great place that, it, wasn't it a great place to grow up? I couldn't imagine amazing. growing up anywhere else. This amazing. Uh, and then, and then also, you know, the fact that it's such a cosmopolitan, like artistic um, center. It's you know? amazing. I tell people that all the time because my theory is we don't have a big city to draw to, to go to for our culture. We have to do it ourselves and it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it's is. true. It's true. Our guest, of course, uh, uh, Charles Chuck, Chuck Reagans, uh, of course, illustrator, designer uh, for not only Simpsons, but you do some work on Family Guy as well. Thanks so much. I did. We could talk yeah. for uh, hours on this and we're going to have you back on. Thanks for being with us again. Stay safe down there and we'll do this again. And you let us know if you're coming up uh, back to Alaska so we can get together. Thanks a lot, Glenn. I appreciate it. As you know, here on the show, I often come up with uh, interesting stories and articles and surveys, and they have to do with relationships or, uh, you know, the, the better half, you know, the ladies, whatever. I'm, I'm, not, I'm a dude. I don't know. So we have to go to an expert. The only one I know, my lovely wife, Maria, who's on the phone with us. Hello, Em. How are you? Hello. Hi. What's going on, baby? All right. So here's the deal. I got this list. Now, these are non-sexual terms. To use for, you know, having sex, like let's say the kids are around or something, or a lot of couples just have fun, quirky ways of asking for sex. So let me run some of these by you. These oh, are... We came by some pretty good ones over the years we've been married. Oh, yes. But here, <laughs> some of these are, these are actual ones people use. Uh, let's cook the beef. Oh, that's stupid. Um, it's time to feed the cat, but see, we actually we have, have to do cat. that twice a day. <laughs> and the kids would know. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, they might. Uh, but again, a lot of these aren't just for kids around. A lot of them are just couples that have cutesy names of saying sex. Um, stirring the pot. Uh, patching the walls. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty kinky. <laughs> <laughs> so here's one. Steaming the oysters. Oh, that's just gross <laughs> well hey your mind went there lady not mine mine didn't go there i didn't i don't touch oysters i was thinking clams or tacos but whatever uh, whatever uh mowing the lawn all right uh another one uh trim the bushes trim the bushes is on there uh passing the gravy peeling the onion i don't know what they're obviously they're somehow thinking it seems food. like Food, yeah, food seems to go in that mix. Well, here's one I came up with. How about bake a ham? Come on, baby, let's bake a ham. <laughs> Ew. Again, I, right. don't even, I don't even know why you would use food so, in this So I guess, I guess tickling the turtle would be out. Um, <laughs> uh, how about use our safe word? That would be good. Or I think my favorite may be let's play Twister. 
God, those are terrible. Which I know because I think we've terrible. actually played Twister. So <laughs> everyone would know. Everyone knows us anyway. They know. They in the end though, you know what? It would be quite simple for me. It would just be, hey, baby, want to fuck? Okay, I'm going to be home in like six minutes. <laughs> From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. There's this guy online, Ennis uh, Winkleman. He's come out. He's a uh, movie critic, reviewer guy, kid. And he uh, did this thing called Factor Fiction at the Movies. You know, movies that were inaccurate one way or another. And it was kind of fascinating. I thought I'd bring him onto the show. So welcome, Enos Winkleman. Well, uh, yes, hello, and thank you for having me. Uh, I'm a big, big, big fan. All right, so you've got some of these movies that are fact fiction. Well, I've been of- spending most of this pandemic uh, in Bob's basement, really going over and studying a number of films, looking for uh, actual factual situations. Right. And those that I think are somewhat fiction on many levels. All right, well, I want you to give us an example. For instance, if you look at some of the movies, let's say Chris Hemsworth films. Every single space scene in Avengers Infinity War were filmed on Earth. Right. Not in outer space. Well, no. Of course, course accommodate the actor's oxygen dependency. I don't think that's why they did that. I don't think that. Uh, the movie 127 Hours, have you seen the film? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was actually pretty yes, good. Yes, well, right. uh, in reality, after watching it, the film is only 1 hour 34 minutes, so that is, of course, fiction. That's, again, not what they were talking about. Uh, Space Jam, with Michael Jordan raised the stakes on the game about halfway through, if you remember the movie. Right, yeah, yeah. That is a reference to his crippling gambling addiction, no. so that is fact. All right, now, I know Michael gambles a lot, and he might be a... But that had nothing to do with the cartoon. Uh, another fiction you may remember from Batman vs. Superman. Let's forget it's the DC universe. Right, you know, right. All right. We'll stick but with Marvel. in order to defeat a god uh-huh. who has super strength. Right. Can fly and laser beams in his eyes. Bruce Wayne does pull-ups. Wow. I don't think that's going to get the job done. You know what? I'm going to give you that one. Uh, the Endor film, 1917, oh. was a brilliant film, but it claimed yes, yes, to yes. have been shot, a one-shot movie. One-shot movie, only one shot, right. It was not, as this is impossible, as there's way too many guns fired. That's not what they were, they weren't talking about guns, they were talking about film cameras. I don't know if you remember the original Lion King from 1994, but it, that film correctly predicted the entire plot of the 2019 movie, The Lion King. Uh, it's because it's a remake, Enos. Oh, it was? Yeah. Yeah, well, that would make Makes sense. Yeah, so that one is fact. Oh, good. I guess the Titanic seemed to be a movie about a team of scientists and oceanographers searching for a priceless diamond that was presumed to have gone down with the ship. Right. While an old lady tells a three-hour story about how she lost her virginity. Well, kind of ruined that one for me, Enos, but uh, you got a point there. And finally, in movie fact or fiction, in the Toy Story movie trilogy, Andy's mom never remarries, which is a subtle nod to how Andy and his mom were better off without a stepdad. What? Just like how my mom and I are better off without you, Trevor. Stop dating my mom, Trevor! Okay, uh, thanks, Enos. And thanks for having me. Once again, it's time for Yes or BS. And of course, uh, to do that, well, you got to have somebody official. So that's why we go right to the top here in Interior, Alaska. <laughs> no, we didn't get the mayor of Crapper Creek. He's still in jail. But we got the mayor of Fairbanks, Alaska, the one and only Jim Matherly. The Honorable. Uh, 
Mayor Mather, Matherly, hello, Mayor. I've been to I've been to Crapper Creek though, yes. and I know the mayor pretty well. He deserves to be where he is. Yeah, but. you know, a little shady. Uh, I think uh, trying to sell the uh, chocolate covered spruce beetles that have yet to be, you know, uh, certified by the FDA. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not the best. I was just close to buying one. I was just close to buying one. They are delicious. I'll give you them that much. They are delicious. Try the white chocolate. They're the best. Uh, Of course, the mayor comes in every uh, once in a while to play this silly game with us. We call it Yes or BS, so we better just get right to it. And now it's time for Yes. 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 Or BS. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Let's it's time it. for yes or BS. Uh, we've got five questions here. And really, uh, who knows the answer to any of them? It's either right or wrong on these. Uh, and our, our topic this week, since we are now into officially into summer, and it's officially the month of June, uh, we, that's what our, our topic is, is June. We're not going to talk COVID. We're not talking uh, protesting. We're not talking anything but yes or BS. And I'm sure that's quite refreshing for, for a change for you today. That's for sure. So, it is, and I'm, a, and I'm an expert on June, so here we go. Oh, really? Okay, let's see. <laughs> Here's your first question. June well, is, right. is named after Julius Caesar's youngest son, Junius Caesar. Yes, that's right. All right, that's really June news. Junius, Junius Caesar. Actually, Junius was a name used in ancient Rome. Uh, some experts even believe <laughs> June was named after Lucius Junius Brutus. Oh, Who lived, but lived 500 years before him. But most experts agree, no, it's named after Juno, the Roman goddess of marriage. So uh, one down. Here's your next one. Uh, the two zodiac signs that fall in the month of June are Taurus and Leo. Oh, man, I could look it up really quick. I'm no, you consider. can't. You got five, four, three. Yes, yes. No. <laughs> no, if you're if, if if you were born in June, you're either a Gemini or a Cancer. Taurus is April or May. Leo is July or August. You Here's deliver the best nose, though. I take no. Right. <laughs> you do the best job of nose. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. June used to be the fourth month of the year, not the sixth. Oh my gosh, you're killing me with this stuff. Mr. I know everything about June. Oh, I was totally not telling the truth. No. Um, I've, I've That's obvious yes now. I've <laughs> said yes twice. I'm going to say no this time. Okay, that's wrong. That's wrong. No! Uh, the, month of, the month of January and February, believe it or not, eventually added to the Roman calendar. Before that, June was the fourth month of the year. Yeah, no kidding. All right. All right. Here's one one a little close to home. We're kind of talking about this. June bugs are beetles. June bugs. June bugs. June bugs are a type of beetle. You're looking for a right or wrong. Okay. So I would say a June bug is a type of beetle. Yes. Yes. uh, (laughs) uh, Another term, but it's, it's not one type of bug. It's a term used for around a hundred different types that show up. And um, ours of course are the spruce beetles. They are a June bug. Interesting. I didn't know that. I got one right. I got one. And, and uh, we already confirmed uh, there when dipped in white chocolate are delicious. (laughs) Yes, they are. All right, one more. There are more more summer days in September than in June. More summer days in September than in June. Yes or BS? I'd say say yes, that's right. 
Yeah. There we go. Well, you got two out of five. That's uh, you. You still flunked, but that's okay. Uh, summer officially starts June twentieth and that's ends right. September twenty yeah. second. So September has twenty one summer days. June only has eleven. But you for us, how that works? I know. Well, that's in the rest of the world where things aren't all wonky and there's twenty four hours of daylight and you don't know what the hell's going on. That is Mayor Jim Matherly of the city of Fairbanks once again playing yes or BS with us. Thank you so much, uh, Mayor. Keep up the good work, and we'll all do right. this again. You do that, Glenn. Thank you. Welcome to the program. We've got uh, Dr. D with us as we get into the truth about cats and dogs and start answering your pet questions. Uh, Dr. D Thornell from Animal House Veterinary Hospital and, of course, the hit uh, show on Animal Planet. Dr. D, Alaska Vet. D, how are you today? I'm doing great. We got some great questions. Actually, you know what? We don't. Uh, I'll be straight up. Let's just take them for what they're worth and okay. we'll, get, we'll get to our first pet question if, of the if day. If you can't find me educated, you should find me entertaining. Well, there we go. Here it is. Okay. Well, I've got a lizard with a big gizzard and he slithered into a blizzard. Now, he's really important to my life, but he causes my wife a lot of strife. So I guess my question is, should I chop them up in the kitchen? Because I heard they taste like chicken and maybe they'll get her to stop bitching. Okay, so uh, should should he eat the lizard? I think that's what I'm getting out of that. I'm not sure. Well, he's talking about his lizard that has a big gizzard. So I'm questioning why his wife isn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's exactly the kind of answers we're looking for since... These are the kind of questions we're getting to. So I'm sorry. I think there's a hidden motive that maybe his wife is happy and he's getting ready to kill the lizard because of the big gizzard. And I don't yeah, even know. I don't there. know. I don't know the rest of the story. Sounds like something you'd see late at night on Cinemax. Let's go to our next question. My question for Dr. D is I have a Husky Pitbull mix who is a bit neurotic. She, she gets real crazy. And I was wondering if she could recommend like a. A CBD calming treat that I could use for. So I've tried a couple of different ones. They don't seem to work. And I was wondering if she had a an idea of which one would be the best for her. Well, there's okay. a new one that says P Y D T T. Take your dog to training. <laughs> CBD oil is not the cure for everything. In fact, we're getting more toxicities from it right now because the product is not being, as we've talked before, it should be uh, have a certification of authenticity if you're buying it so you know it's actually got that amount in it. A bunch of them don't. You know, we're using CBD oil for dogs and cats for maybe seizures and older dogs and stuff that have arthritis, not for training. I couldn't agree more. And that's what bong hits are for. You know, give them a good bong hit and uh, they're good all day. All right. Here's your last question today. Yeah, actually about a couple of pets. I've got uh, two dogs. I've, they've been locked up, of course, in the house. We haven't been able to get out and play. I want to take them to a dog park. But they get real excited around other people. And uh, I don't know. I guess I don't know if it's I'm worried about any. If, can you transfer the Corona to from animals if they add it to the humans? I, I want to be safe, but I've got so I've got a little Dotson named Twiggy and then I've got a Napoleon Mastiff named Voice. And I'm just kind of wondering if I can, you know, if it's OK to play with my Twig and Boys in a public dog park. Is that is that acceptable? There we go. OK. <laughs> yes, pretty much proven you know, my, my gut instinct says no. No. My gut wants to say no. Well, Let's you have to- I put a mask over my twigging boys. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, By all means. 
No, I just wonder if the doc, if the doc knows anything about the, the coronavirus and dogs to humans. That was my question. They don't get it. Got to cut that out right now. There, dogs and cats and do not give you the coronavirus. They did have a coronavirus. It caused terrible diarrhea. In the beginning, when we had coronavirus, everybody looked it up, saw it was diarrhea, and it turned into mass panic attacks for everybody buying toilet paper because they think they thought the corona was just like dog and cat's corona. Dog and cat corona is totally different. Viruses from a dog or cat cannot infect humans. So, no, you don't have to put a mask on your dog, but do have them under control. You make sure, again, training helps. Just what I get nervous about dog parks, you let them go. And if somebody's there that's rustling up, we get a lot of dog bite victims from the dog parks. So be careful out there. More afraid of the dog bites and keeping them under control. So I would get them under control with long walks first, get them out, get them more like used to everything again. And maybe at the dog park when it's quiet, there's only one or two dogs there play in the backyard or your friends with your friend's dogs to kind of get them back in introduced to socialization because I'm more afraid that all our dogs are going to have um, like separation anxiety right, when they right. come back. When all this ends, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we're already seeing that. They're like, well, well where'd you go? So that's another <laughs> thing. It's how you react. Don't say, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Just so got to go to work. Okay. Go to, go lay down. Or that's why there's a gazillion different places in town right now, including ours that have doggy daycare. Yep. Doggy daycare. I highly recommend it. And I highly recommend her, Dr. D. Animal House Veterinary Hospital. D, great to have you with us as usual. Hey, you guys have a great day. Well, that wraps it up from the land of the midnight sun, live from Crapper Creek, the podcast here in interior Alaska. My name's Glenn, your lovely host. Don't forget, check me out on YouTube. Search Glen Entertainment live from Crapper Creek. You'll find me. Of course, also live from Crapper Creek on Twitter. Facebook, you'll find us all over the place. I thank you for joining us. We'll do it again. Remember, if you're listening to this, I ask two things. Make a comment. Share it with five friends, would you? And don't forget to visit the Crapper Creek General Store. Also, there's a link right there at uh, uh, CrapperCreekAK.com. We got Crapper Creek shirts, hats, coffee mugs, all kinds of cool items right here from the cabin. Until then, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glentertainment production.